Welcome to the Backside Bus Podcast. At Backside Bus, we will cover technology news, we'll do reviews, and we'll talk about how technology is shaping our future. We want to talk about the consoles in your home, the phones in your pocket, the computer in your bag, and the companies behind them all. So sit back, grab your pen, give it a vape. You're listening to Backside Bus. Again... Here we are again, yeah. Buck. <laughs> Talking. I say that like I'm a seasoned veteran in podcasting. This is episode three. So, no, we got we got some stuff to talk about uh, this week. Um, we're gonna we're gonna start off with some roundtable topics, and the one I added to the list was this Razer phone. The Motorola Razer is back. Have you seen the renders for this? Have you been doing some digging? I have not, but I got to say anything Razer and I'm pretty stoked. So did you have a Razer? Did you have the old Razer? Like back in the day, that was the flip phone to have, right? That was. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Uh, it was it had the hippest ad campaign. I remember one of my friends um, walked into one of the events. We were both that and she put down her her items that she was carrying with her. And one of them was her phone and it was a razor. And I remember just standing there for a good 10 minutes, touching it, like opening it up, marveling at the buttons and the design. I was I was enthralled with the uh, the original razor. Um, Pretty sure it was my first cell phone was a razor. It it was like high end item that then everyone needed. And because everyone had it, it became like the free phone. They started giving out on contracts. So yeah, a lot of people had the razor. I think, I think I, I don't think I actually had it like on a network. I think I had it as a track phone. That's possible. Cause I was poor. <laughs> it's all right, Buck. So the, it's the continuing. I mean, this is our third episode of this podcast and we've talked about foldable phones literally every episode so far we're going to continue that trend because the razor like so uh the two that we've talked about at length are the galaxy fold um and a little bit about the huawei mate x uh the galaxy fold is um going through a little bit of a uh, a rough patch right now um in that all of their devices have broken and samsung's re-engineering them a little bit and then, but that one folds with the screen inside, um, like a square, and it folds inside. So when it's folded up, it looks like a regular phone. The Mate X is the opposite, where the screen folds on the outside. Razer's taking a new approach, and it's doing the candy bar style. Like, when it's flipped open, it's a long, tall screen. Um, so um, kind, of, kind of what you're used to already, maybe a little bit thinner, a little bit taller than what you're used to with your smartphone you have right now. But this one folds in half tall-wise. Right. The idea is that it's a regular flip phone, like back in the day, like the original Razor, like the '90s '90s style, like like Jitterbug. Yeah, but but you have all the nice new components. You have uh, the cool tech of the foldable screen and the nicety of having Android as your operating system. And it, I think it's super cool. Uh, if any of the leaks and renders are are even halfway correct, this might be one of the phones that I'm standing in line for. And I don't do that very often. It's a very modern looking phone. Like if you look at the, at the pictures and images, it's a very pretty phone. And I want to point that out compared to the others that we've talked about on here. Uh, I like the Razer. 
the Galaxy Fold, I dislike. There's a lot of design elements on the Galaxy Fold that I just do not like. And I don't blame Samsung for that. What they're trying to do is ambitious and the tech is brand new, right? So I don't think that the Galaxy Fold is ugly on purpose. I just think like it's a first gen device and part of what you get with a first gen device is they're still figuring it out, right? If Motorola is even halfway close to what these renders look like or what these leaks look like, like they're, Mm -hmm. they've got it like figured out faster than a Samsung or a Huawei, uh, which is, which is pretty cool. The thing that I was worried about when I saw these leaks was like, yeah, but I've seen lots of renders of phones that never come to market. Like they'll look cool, but they never come to market. And there's a quote in uh, one of the articles I was reading about this where the um, must, must be like an engineering head uh, was, was talking about their foldable phones. And he basically just said, we don't plan to be late to market with foldable devices. Right. So, so they're like pushing this fast. They want to be yeah. in line with all the other um, big companies putting out foldable devices. I think that's really cool. But the fold, I mean, is so much cleaner than the Galaxy Fold. Like this is... Do you know that when we were talking about the Galaxy Fold, I bitched a bit about the gap between the two uh, display halves on the Fold. The the Razer, they've built it in. I, again, I don't know if this is true, how much of this is going to make it to market or not, but they've built it in so that no display right now is going to fold and crease directly in half, right? You can't do that with the current technology. So they've built it into the hinge where the screen bulges out inside the device like they built in padding inside the device so that when the device is closed it looks just like a flip phone Mm -hmm. yeah it's amazing it's like it's like they heard me complaining two episodes ago and they just (laughs) they just decided to fix it um i'm really excited about this i really hope that this is something that gets brought to market so there's a few different images out here. I'm looking right now, and there's a few different images of the external of the phone. So not the inside, right? You open up like an, like the inside of the phone, and it's very much so merge of 1990s style Razer flip phone with the bottom padded bar uh, where the where the screen would fold in together. Yeah, uh, and and the rest of the phone looks just like a like a Pixel or any other normal modern phone, right? It's got a little notch at the top camera and stuff but otherwise it's very modern looking yeah the outside of the phone however there's a couple different renderings i can see and some of them have a small screen and some of them have a large touch screen so uh, have you read anything on that do you know any more details around what the external screen is going to be like i i don't know um i know that the original razor had a small external um, like most feature phones, most you know feature flip phones at the time had a small external display so you could see if you have a voicemail or a text message, what the time was, right? Very minimalistic, small screen. So maybe they they will they would go that route to try and replicate what it used to be. I actually hope they do that and they don't try to make it a whole like oh listen to a podcast without flipping your phone open type thing. I just I think that. You try to do too much with too small a screen and you end up kind of with what people reviewed the Galaxy Fold with. They were like, why did I, like, I'm never going to use a screen for anything other than checking the time. So I hope that they just do, this screen allows you to check the time. Yeah, time may be a little bit around your notifications, right? Like you could see who's calling before you pick up your phone, before you open the phone up, right? Like 
things like that. No, nothing major. I agree with you 100%. Think of the note screen. We talked about that in one of the other episodes too, but that note screen when you had the uh, the stock foldable ta- um, wallet for it. When you close it, you had a small screen in the front, like that type of screen, right? Really, you're just using it for notifications and, like you said, the time. Good enough. Yeah. It, I, if you got some time, go check out those those images. Um, it's pretty. It is. It is pretty. I, this is one that I would stand in line for. Oh, absolutely. I agree. Very, uh, very modern in in appearance and look. Um, I love the merge of old tech, new tech. Uh, that's what that reminds me of. I think it would feel like holding a phone again with the angled too. It on a lot of the pictures, it doesn't show it opening flat. Some it does, but some it doesn't. It has it still angles slightly. I don't know if you see this, like the old Razer flip phones, right? So it would it it opens to rather than one eighty, it's maybe opening like one sixty, right? I I think the easiest way to imagine it is just taking your current smartphone, the the phone you have in your pocket right now, and just like folding it in half. Right. Like that's exactly what they're trying to do here. Like you can do with the iPhones. <laughs> I mean, designed to do that. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, every phone is a, <laughs> every phone is a foldable phone. If you try hard enough. <laughs> exactly. Um, so what, uh, what do you have to, to talk about at the round table? I have another razor company. This is the right razor company this time. So this is razor is in like computer tech razor, like, most notably known for their mice and headphone and headsets, right? Yeah. Uh, so the story goes is a while back, they had a, just like a lot of companies do, and I want to come back to this, but a lot of companies do these April Fools every year, right? Mm-hmm. So Razor had an April Fools thing that was all about what they called Project Breadwinner, which was the concept that Razor made this toaster. Uh, and you toast your bread, and the logo of Razor would get burnt into the side of the bread and you had like a USB port on the toaster. So it's like super high tech and yeah. 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 Nice, nice led lighting underneath the toaster. Like it, it's pretty cool. If you go to the website, you look it up. There's a whole like April fool's video around this. It's just hilarious. Okay. So that happened several years it's ago. RGB lighting, right? Oh, totally. Yeah. 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 Um, and very razorish lighting. So if you've used, if you've ever seen like a razor case, um, or even their mice do this too. The their logo usually is backlit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that's the whole thing on this this toaster, uh, and it was just neighbor fool's joke, all done, right? Well, it kind of went viral, so the the community went crazy on Twitter and things like that to the point that there's even guys that have tattooed this toaster on their shoulder, and really pushing the idea that no, we're going to make this a reality. And the CEO finally came out after 44,000 likes on their Twitter page on this thing, said that they will uh, they will go after and create the Razor Toaster. And yes, like actually bread toaster. So they're going to actually make this thing. Uh, they're going to go out there. He, he said it's going to take them a couple of years probably before it'll be at market, but they are going to make the Razor Toaster. That's so good. Yeah. <laughs> it's everything I, I, I want in a company. Like funny joke listening to people and then like not taking themselves too seriously and trying to make it a reality. Um, with that, I want to go back up now because I love when companies do this, like interact with their community to the level that they're creating products based off of a 
April Fool's joke how many years ago, right? Like that's such a cool approach. But the idea of an April Fool's joke is something that there are several companies out there that do. And Razor obviously does it, right? Blizzard's very well known for doing them. Google is very well known for doing them. Uh, I wanted to ask you, Sam, are there companies that you always follow and look at on April Fool's? Like I always look for Blizzard and for for Google every April Fool's. Like I got to go see what they did for April Fool's. Are there companies that you look to on that? My my standard is going to thinkgeek.com. Have you been there? Sounds like a site for nerds, Sam. It's it's pretty good. It the it's it's a store specifically built around nerdy products. Wow. So like yeah, it's you could lose yourself for hours looking through all of their products. Um they're they're a site that on every every April Fools they'll release you know, it used to just be one, but then they became known for it. So they had to like one up themselves all the time. And so now it's like a series of um, products that they release. They've, they've actually done it multiple years in a row where one of the items is so popular that they announced like two weeks afterwards, like we're actually going to put this into production. We figured out a way to do it and we're going to, we're going to put it into production. So some of the products that are currently on their site now, I, I can't remember which ones they were, but um, were were originally April Fool's jokes. Wow. Because they didn't think anyone would want them. And then people were like, that's awesome. It got shared on Facebook and Twitter. Where can I buy one? And they decided, well, you should be able to buy one here if everyone likes it so much. And so they just make it. Like a Razor Toaster. <laughs> like a Razor Toaster. Yeah. I, I think the Razor Toaster thing is extra cool because it's a company that's not they make their own laptops now. Yeah. They like they're a serious enough company that they're like for them to slow down and go, you know what, we should do something fun. Just for fun. Right? Like let's do something that that is purely because shits and giggles. I think is really cool. I I appreciate that company. Yeah, and completely outside of what they typically are known as for a company. Yeah, someone in their company right now has it on their to-do list for figuring out where to manufacture toasters. <laughs> I didn't think about that, but yeah. Like that's, like practically speaking, someone's got to figure that out. And like, how do you put the lighting in there? What plastics do you use so it doesn't melt? There's all these like R&D things that would go into this product and they're like, yep, it's worth it. Yeah. Hey, Joe, remember <laughs> that idea you had like three years ago at the, uh, at the uh, April Fool's joke? Yeah, you're now in charge of an entire team of our company to go design this thing. And by the way, go find us a manufacturing company to build it. Never have ideas again, Joe. Yeah, thanks, Joe. <laughs> That'll teach you. <laughs> oh, very nice. Yeah. It's like some new guy where they're like, you know what? Just for fun. It's your first week. Go ahead. Come up with something fun. Put it on the website. You know, get get your feet wet a little bit for like what our website is and who we are as a company. That'd be fun. Yeah, intern Joe. <laughs> yeah, and and now they're like, ah, oh, shit, that was that was a trap. Now I'm the guy. Yeah, Everyone's looking at me. Yeah, no, I like it. Cool. Uh, you want to talk about news? Yeah, let's do the news. Yeah, here's the news. Oh, uh, so last week we talked a little bit about how I'm in the market for a phone. Um, I haven't done any serious searching since then. I'm telling you, you got to get the pixel three. They're not even selling right now. There's all kinds of ads or posts all over the internet. Cause they're not 
selling Pixel 3s fast enough. Like, they're sitting on the shelf. Sam, go get one. That's a whole other, like, segment we could do. Um, is the Pixel 3 a good phone? And I would argue it isn't. What do you mean you'd argue it isn't? <laughs> uh, it's not. Tell me, tell me why you don't like the Pixel 3, Sam. And I'll tell you why you're wrong. It, the Pixel 2 was a great phone. It had a really good following. It had some issues with the display. Um, but um, it had, besides that, it was well-loved, had a great camera. It, it, had a, it, it was a really great phone. Pixel 3, it's like a Pixel 2 that ate a bunch of Wheaties, right? Like, it's just a little bit tougher. Yeah, and way more buggy. So you may not be having issues. Um, I would love to hear your side of that if you're having experiencing any weird bugginess. But in general, if you look at reviews or if you listen to, um, you know, podcasts where people are talking about the Pixel 3, uh, especially now that the 3A is coming out, people are kind of doing a retrospective of what the 3 was. Um, a lot of people are going, yeah, my, my 3 experience hasn't been that great. Um, random bugs, the phone doesn't ring, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I think it's still cool because it's stock Android, as stock as Android gets these days. And it has a great camera. It is the best camera, arguably. I don't know if it's worth it. I'd probably get a Pixel 2 if I was in the market right now. Well, right now, why would you Why would you buy Pixel 3 at the moment? I agree with that, right? Like three months from now, whatever, the Pixel 3a will be out. Go get that. Yeah. Um, but... In terms of a good phone, I have not had any trouble with bugs, uh, nor have I had any major issues. Uh, I did get it after the initial release bugs that were there. So I bought it maybe three months after it hit market, Mm -hmm. something like that. So I missed the original bugginess, which I did read a lot about and hear a lot about. But the camera has been absolutely phenomenal. The battery life has been amazing for an Android phone. Um, I mean, I'm I'm a workaholic in some regards, and I'm on my phone heavily, and I can definitely go a day and a half. And I know that doesn't sound like much, but any other Android phone I've ever had, I can't make it a full day. So it's it's got a good battery life, phenomenal phone, and I, I can't complain at all. It's been a good phone for me. I... I would be really interested in the Pixel 4. The Pixel 4 will be the first device that's completely Google controlled. So they they purchased the engineering powerhouse but from HTC that was designing their Pixel phones. And they just hired, they did an aqua hire, uh, purchased that group of people and their assets and just moved them over to Google and told, told them that now you're working on Pixel phones. Mm. The Pixel 4 will be the first, I mean, it hasn't been confirmed, but it'll be... It's rumored to be the first phone that's entirely Google designed, Google in-house engineered and Google produced. So before they've always hired it out um, yeah. specific parts, this one will be 100% Google. So I'm excited about that. I think the Pixel 4 would be worth a buy. I'm not going to. That's fair. Um, the The new phone, the reason why <laughs> I bring up my shopping for phones is I mentioned that I wasn't looking at a OnePlus phone. Because the the one plus seven was rumored to be around seven hundred and fifty bucks, right? Um, and if it's going to be that expensive, then I'll just look elsewhere. But more leaks and more rumors started floating around this week, and my God, does the one plus seven look like an amazing phone? If they can do the, all the things correctly, just insane. So 
the rundown of some of the specs, some of the rumored specs. Um, the, the front camera, like the 6T had the little teardrop um, notch in the display, gone and replaced by a pop-up camera. Uh, so you don't have to have that camera facing you until you actually need it. And then you can put it back in the, the chassis of the device. I was looking at that. Man, does that seem flimsy. I think that'd be the first thing I'd bust on that thing. How often do you use your front-facing camera? See, I I agree. Anytime that they introduce mechanical moving parts in a phone, I'm suspicious. But if it's only the front-facing camera, I use I could probably count on one hand the number of times I take photos with a front-facing camera. You don't take selfies each morning when you get up? It's not a, it's not a That's, habit I have. I always try to do that and then Twitter that out to my best friends. <laughs> Otherwise, how are you going to be self-validated, right? Like you need to know how everyone else feels about you before you know how to feel about you. <laughs> thank, um, thank you. <laughs> no, that's a valid point. That's a valid point, Sam. I don't know that I've used my front-facing camera more than half a dozen times. And I, I do have a nine-year-old, so we do use it. It doesn't never get used, but not very often. Most of the time I'm using the rear camera. I'm enough of a nerd that if I do want to take a photo with me in it, usually it's not just a selfie. It's like uh, my friends or my family at an event, um, standing in line at a roller coaster, whatever it is. Um, if I do want to do that, I'm usually using the rear facing camera and I just flip the phone around because I want the highest resolution or a wider angle. And so like, even when I want to be in yeah, the but photo. Sam, if you get the pixel three, you have wide angle front and front camera. So you can capture everybody all at once. Just You're not going to sell me. Do you work for Google? Is this? No, but I might as well. I, I, everything I own is Google. Like I, I have, I, I have, you mean Google owns you? That's more likely it, yeah. You are the product. That's how Google To be owns. fair, I, I just now, just now, like last week, not even last week, two days ago, I installed the very first Google Home apparatus in my house. And I do have a Google Wi-Fi, and I have several Google expanded Wi-Fi. I don't remember what those are, pucks. Uh, and I have every house or every TV in the house has Google Chromecast on it. In fact, I just upgraded our Chromecast to be a little bit better. Um, and I pay for Google storage, um, and I pay for Google f like photos and I pay for, uh, like everything. I'm, I'm very Google centric. There's no doubt about it. That's a, that's a lot of Google devices. Yeah. They're listening to literally everything you say. Yeah. So don't bad mouth them. No, they're amazing. And if I say good things, I get new things for free. Right. I don't think that's how that works. <laughs> um, Specs on the OnePlus 7 Pro. So the pop-up camera we talked about, the 855 uh, system on a chip, the SoC from Snapdragon, um, Qualcomm, I guess. It's the Snapdragon 855. Um, it's table stakes at this point. If you're releasing a phone and don't have the latest chip, then you're bad. Uh, so that's what I'd expect. 12 gigs of RAM. So I wanted to pause you on that one because that to me sounds crazy. But you know phones arguably much better than I do. So are there other phones with that much RAM on them at this point? Or is this one of the first? So OnePlus themselves have released 12 gigs in a phone. So the 6T came out in three different, it's more than three different if you count all the colors, but, but essentially three different variants. So there was the base one, which had six gigs of RAM. The upgraded one, which had more storage and another additional two gigs of RAM. So you got eight. 
And then they released a McLaren version, so partnership with McLaren Automobiles. And that one has 12. And does the Pi, does Android Pi even support 12 gigs? Or is there, is there yeah, it support? Yeah, they're all 64-bit operating systems at this point, so I'd imagine they all uh, address it. And it's just a lot, though. <laughs> I don't know. Like, my OnePlus uh, 6T has 8 gigs. I've got that, like, middle tier, I guess, in in that lineup. And I have never, ever, ever went, like, man, I wish it would keep this application open in memory a little bit longer. Um, I've never run into an issue where, where I'm like, man, just a little bit more RAM would, would be great. 12 gigs does sound like a lot. Um, the, with the pop-up camera and not needing that teardrop, it's also, that also leaves room for the entire front of the phone to be dedicated to display, just display. You don't like the notch, I take it. I'm not. I've got the the G7, the 6T. Yeah, but are you anti-notch, Sam? That's what I need to know. <laughs> Is this a trap? Um, I no, I'm not anti-notch. Uh, I would argue that eventually it just becomes a non-issue. But if you can develop a phone and not have it there, then that would be preferable which is what they're doing. Uh, the display is rumored to be like top of the, the class, like top of the heap, best display in a phone on the market at um, with a refresh rate of 90 hertz. Buttery smooth is what I would expect out of that. If you've got the top of the line chip, the, the most RAM out of any phone on the market right now, I think the Fold comes with 12 gigs of RAM too, but like that's a, it's got dual means though and all kinds of stuff going on there. So I would anticipate that would require more RAM than a standard smartphone. It's a 90 Hertz display is really exciting. I don't think people understand how big of a difference that could make. Um, especially cause like all you're doing is interacting with the display. It's not like it's a static thing. Um, scrolling through lists and, opening up apps and all of that stuff would be more fluid. Be, uh, I think it would be amazing. It's benchmarking close to, if not beating iPhones in benchmarks. So every time a new phone is coming out to market, someone installs one of these benchmarking apps on their phones and then reports the results to the list. Um, and someone with way more time than me scrolls through those and tries to find any devices that aren't Mm-hmm. you know, out in the wild or known about prior. And they grab onto that and start digging into what it was. And OnePlus looks to be fast as hell. The thing that I'm always worried about, and I have owned multiple OnePlus devices. I actually owned a OnePlus One, the very first phone that they released when it was invite only. I had to fight for an invite and then purchase it and blah, blah, blah. I've owned a lot of OnePlus devices. The thing that I'm most worried about, though, uh, all of that stuff sounds great. The camera, the chip, the RAM, the display. All that sounds great. If the cameras are shit, I will be disappointed. The cameras are always where they save money. And I don't blame them for that. Their devices have been 250 350 450 uh, the, the 6T was like $600, right? They've gone up, but they've always sacrificed, if they're going to sacrifice anything, camera. Yeah. Yeah, it's a big deal on modern phones, too. Some of the cameras are coming out. My wife and I just upgraded our uh, digital SLR. And looking at specs on that compared to a smartphone, you you gain in the lens and you gain in ISO and some of that. But the overall cameras on phones are incredible now. So 
that's not a small thing to chimp on. I think I'm okay with the price continuing to go up. I, I mentioned this too earlier. It's a sliding scale for me. So if the price goes up, I'd better be compromising less, right? It's not that I, I refuse to pay like, ah, oh, like their last phone was 400 bucks. Like this is bullshit and I'm going to walk away. It's okay. I see your new price point. Tell me what I'm getting for the additional money. Right. What am I paying for here? Why am I, why am I paying $200 more? Do I have $200 more phone or are you just yeah, and, yanking $200 more out of my wallet? And some, and some of it, they, they will kind of, they're a company and they're trying to grow. So if they're like, you know, 20 bucks of it is us just trying to grab some more money out of your wallet, but also we're going to give you more battery life and a better camera. I would put money down on that. Like give, give me a smooth device with some new features and better specs. I'm all for it. So yeah. Do we, do we know anything more about the phone? Like, did we talking about a metal case? Is it a plastic case? Do we, is it dust proof water resistant? Tell me a little bit more about the phone itself. I th- from all the leaks that I've, I've read the biggest changes um, are the things that we've talked about. So new internals, more Ram, better camera, blah, blah, blah. As far as build, it looks exactly the same besides the display being uh, a bit larger. And there's an additional camera on the back, um, another sensor on the back. Um, Besides that, uh, there's no real design changes from the 6, 6T to the 7. Um, Same glass back, same rails, buttons in the same placement. Um, The 6T wasn't water resistant. I don't expect the 7 to be water resistant. Is that foolish, do you think, to make a phone in today's day and age that's not water resistant and not dust resistant? I Yeah, that's a good question because I do own multiple phones and some of them are water and dust resistant and some of them aren't. I think a better way to word that is some of them have a stated water resistance and a stated dust resistance and some of them don't. I think they're all, to a certain degree, water and dust resistant, but whether or not they want to put it on the package and have you test it out, I think is. You had, you had one of the first water resistant phones. I remember this because you had it sitting on a table and we had a coworker that spilled a drink on it and freaked out, which wouldn't have been a problem except for in their freak out, they dropped your phone, which would have been a problem. Uh, yeah. I recall this distinctly. So you were one of the first to get that. It was, it was the, the galaxy S seven. Um, I got one in a buy one, get one deal. Uh, so the one I was carrying around, the one I was using at the time was my spare device, right? Like it wasn't even, it wasn't even the one I I gave a shit about necessarily because I had a whole other brand new one in the, in the box. Right. So we're sitting at a bar and my coworker (laughs) spills his beer all over it. And I'm not freaking out, right? Like, I I know it's an S7, it's waterproof, whatever. And he goes, oh, shit, grabs it and tries to immediately, like, shake it off. And in his shaking it off, drops it on the concrete floor. And I was like, wait, calm down. You didn't break it when you spilled your beer on it. You might have broken it when you slammed it into the concrete. <laughs> and, then, and then I was like, it's okay. It's a spare device anyway. Pretty phone though. I really like the look of that phone. That was a good looking sharp phone. You had the metallic back on it, and it was a very, it was a very pretty phone. It was the gold one. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, yeah. it was a very nice phone. Uh, speaking of deals, by the way, that's part of the you want to get that Pixel Three, Sam. And when you do, if you wait, there's some good deal <laughs> from Google Fi around the Pixel Three. I got mine for nothing, so you can uh, you can watch and catch those deals when they go on sale. You have to switch carriers, right? Like. Yeah, I'm Google Fi now, but that's, I mean, why wouldn't you be Google, Sam? There's, it's the best out there, really. You know me, my T-Mobile soapbox I get on. I do. I was a huge, you sold me on T-Mobile. I used T-Mobile for mm, probably three years. Very happy at T-Mobile. I have no complaints whatsoever. They were a phenomenal network. Their customer service, I cannot rant and rave enough about. Uh, and they were cheaper than Verizon or AT&T or anything else we were using for better service, better everything. Uh, we were very happy with that. Uh, going to Fi for us was financial. We don't use a lot of data. It's not to say that we don't. We just don't use much data over 3G, right? Everything we use is Wi-Fi. And so yeah. we cut our bill from like 95 bucks a month to like 40 bucks a month. It was a no-brainer and got the phone for free. Like it was a... As soon as Google Fi supported uh, iOS devices, we switched immediately. Plus, as you've gathered from this podcast, I'm a Google fiend. So if I can go to Google, I will. I have to give it a try at some point because it roams on multiple networks. It's T-Mobile and Sprint, right? Yeah, yeah. We gained actually in our network uh, coverage, although realistically, what's a bad network in today's day and age? Sprint. Maybe. Yeah, I can't speak for Sprint. Um, when we were younger, you know, you had AT&T in the big cities and Verizon everywhere else, right? And that doesn't feel like the case anymore. T-Mobile felt very good. Uh, we didn't have any issues traveling internationally, traveling uh, around the country. Um, we travel quite a bit for work and I didn't have any trouble at all. So I, T-Mobile is great. No complaints. Right. <laughs> I used to... When I worked in IT, that was one of the things that I was in charge of um, was provisioning new devices. So new employee joins the company. And so we need to you know, issue them a laptop and a cell phone and chargers for all of it, you know, et cetera, et cetera, from the IT team. And one of the things that I'd always ask them was, do you plan on doing any international travel? And if they said, yep, or maybe, it was immediately buying them an AT&T phone. Yeah, Verizon uh, historically has not been good internationally. And ironically, they're owned by, Verizon is owned by a company in Europe. I don't recall the name off the top of my head, but there's a company in Europe that owns them. So they're they're not even a local company anymore. But uh, AT&T has always been better internationally. Uh, but T-Mobile, man, we, went, we did Mexico, all over the Caribbean, Canada. We didn't have any trouble at all. They were great. And by the way, we're gonna pitch Google again. Okay, you can go anywhere. <laughs> doesn't care. Okay, doesn't doesn't matter, right? If you get service, you get service. Uh, you're not paying any extra, so you know, let's, let's go to Europe. So your your argue your your argument is, you can always carry your phone with you, and then if you get service, bonus for you. Yeah. What, what, was, <laughs> what was what was I didn't quite, I didn't quite follow your uh, your argument. Yeah. I need to I need to look into Google Fi. I've done it multiple times, um, but I've just never pulled the trigger. I don't think it's a bad thing. I just it's, it's never been for me. I love my unlimited data. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you pay per data on Google Fi. So that's a difference. If you're one that 
doesn't believe in connecting to Wi-Fi networks, um, if you are, as Sam is, uh, then uh, then Google Fi may not be for you, especially if you're not willing to connect to your home network and or your work network. I do. I connect at home for sure. Um, I get leery. I've watched way too many hackers hack. Hackers gonna hack. <laughs> hackers gonna hack. Um, I I get leery, you know, walking into a coffee shop and just going like, oh, like they they got free Wi-Fi, man. Which is great. Look at all the the you know 0.5 megabyte connection I have and all the viruses I'm getting and all the information that's being stolen from me, right? Like I just I'm not I'm not about that. So if I can avoid it, I do, which is why I loved Verizon. I had an unlimited plan on Verizon. Yeah. And I kept using the loopholes to keep it until they started they just plugged all of them up. And so in order for me to keep doing it, I had to switch carriers and T-Mobile is the one I switched to and I've been pretty happy with them as well. Well, um we filled up quite a bit of time talking about uh, toasters and mobile phones. Um, yeah, by the way, on the toasters, you were thinking about who the hell invented toast. Like, who the hell looked at the bread and said, hey, put that back in there, cook it again. Like, what the hell? <laughs> I think it's weird that, like, we call it a whole different thing. Yeah. Right? Like, it's not... Like cooked bread? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's... it's it's like, no, like, oh, look at this piece of bread. Like, no, no, no. That's toast. That's fucking boring. Put that back in there. Cook it again. <laughs> I think we've ended our time for today, Sam. Yeah. Um, thanks for joining us for another podcast. Uh, if you it liked what you're listening to, please subscribe. Please tell your friends. Tell your mom to subscribe and then press play and, you know, just leave the phone while she's doing gardening or whatever. Really helps us out. Also follow us on Twitter and Instagram. There are photos uh, coming out every once in a while. Um, some behind the scenes stuff, like the glasses of wine we're consuming while we're recording. So um, thanks for thanks for your time. We'll see you again next week. Bye, Sam. Bye, Buck.